Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. Today, Frank Aquila, Global Head of MA, and Melissa Sawyer, co head of our corporate governance and activism practice, discuss industry and regulatory trends that will shape boardroom discussions of healthcare companies in the coming years. Clearly, one of the most discussed topics during the election in 2020 was healthcare and the various candidates, first in the Democratic primary and then in the general election, approached healthcare. Clearly, we're seeing that with the pandemic, healthcare is one of the most important topics to Americans and American business. Melissa, what's your take on you know, vertical uh, mergers in, in healthcare in the context of the regulatory change that we've seen in Washington and potentially will be seeing in Washington? And, you know, one topic we really haven't touched on at all, but I think is important here is looking at it from a corporate governance, uh, which, you know, uh, standpoint, which is clearly something you, you spend a lot of your time focusing on. Uh, what do you see as things that, uh, you know, boards uh, should be thinking about and we as lawyers should be thinking about in terms of discussing these areas with boards? I think um, there's a lot to be learned from the experience of other sectors dealing with regulators on vertical merger issues. Um, What's interesting right now is that it's not surprising that the antitrust regulators are focused on verticalization. The EU has been focused on that for a long time. Um, The fact that U.S. regulators are starting to focus on it more is, is probably only natural given where the EU has been on this. I think what has been a little bit more surprising is the emotion that we've seen in the political sphere on these issues. Um, We've seen, for example, leaders of tech companies hauled before congressional hearings to defend past acquisitions that they've done. And so if you're sitting there considering a healthcare merger, you may be wondering if you could be placed in a similar situation, put on the hot seat before Congress to defend a transaction And so I think it's worth pausing for a minute and thinking about what attributes of those tech mergers have drawn the most ire in the political sphere and whether that has any learnings for the healthcare sector. I think there are two things in particular on the tech front that have attracted the most attention. One is a growing sense of unease that we have as a society with how we allocate the value of data. Even small tech acquisitions that have nothing to do with data nominally can yield access to troves of consumer data that larger companies are able to exploit, even though, again, data may nominally not be the rationale for the transaction. And I think that makes regulators very nervous. It's not a classic competitive concern in the sense that they're not worried about price increases. I think it's the non-price anti-competitive effect that is driving their nervousness. There has been a lot of attention paid to how access to that data has allowed certain companies to influence the hearts and minds of the populace. We heard about it a lot in terms of how um, different 
entities could be impacting the outcome of elections. But I think more generally, if you look at it through the lens of commerce, all that data is providing an avenue for companies to influence consumer taste and preferences through advertising. It's almost as though the post office were privately owned and got to decide who gets to send out a weekly savings flyer through the mail. Um, so the question is, does that have any implications in the healthcare sector? And I think the answer is maybe. It's not as obvious. Um, certainly there is a lot of useful data related to healthcare that could be acquired through verticalization, but there are also a lot of regulatory protections for that data that are already in place. HIPAA, of course, being one obvious example. So I think if, if this becomes a focus in the regulatory or the political sphere at all, I think the attention will be to whether the regulatory framework for protecting healthcare data has kept up with the ways in which that data can be acquired and used through the M&A process. I think the other concern that we've seen expressed in the tech sector mergers is whether um, those acquisitions have affected the quality of products. And in the healthcare sector, I think the analogy would be the quality of care. Healthcare is sort of a funny sector in the sense that it is almost, um, it has some things in common with infrastructure projects. You know, just as electricity companies are rate regulated, for example, some government provided health markets also have price regulation, essentially. And that type of price regulation can influence outcomes. You know, providers may seek to maximize their reimbursements. Um, patients may make decisions to minimize their out-of-pocket costs. And that, that's just a given. But if you layer on the possibility that payors may own delivery assets, I think it's possible that regulators and even politicians may ask whether that could further skew the results here. And again, I think it's not a one-for-one -one comparison to tech because um, there are a lot of non-antitrust related checks and balances already built into the regulatory regime for the healthcare sector. There are a lot of regulations in place to ensure that physicians and not accountants are the ones who are practicing medicine and using science to inform patient decisions about their care. So while there could be some focus on this, I think there are also some defenses available to healthcare companies that don't exist in, for example, the tech sector. So what, what should companies be thinking about doing if they are thinking about announcing large acquisitions in this sector? One, which is obvious and I think has always been part of the playbook, is to make sure that careful attention is paid to the rollout of the transaction and the messaging that is provided around that. Um, discussions of synergies, I think, need to be very carefully calibrated to make sure that you don't leave anybody with the impression that a motivation for the transaction was some use of data or impact on patient care that was unintended. That's, that's obvious. Um, another consideration on rollout is just having realistic expectations on timing, because I think these deals are just going to take longer to get done under this administration and given some of these issues that I've been discussing. And so from the outset, I think it's really important for people to plan for that and to have their integration plans and their retention plans factor that additional timing into account. So that leads me now to the second part of Frank's question, which was on corporate governance. Um, what should boards of directors and their advisors be thinking about? 
Look, I think the first thing just to follow on what I was just saying is that messaging is so important here. It's important enough that it is something that boards themselves may want to play a role in. At a minimum, I think directors should really be asking questions about how a rollout will be handled for a transaction of any size. The other consideration for boards is that integration is also super important and making that go smoothly so they don't make waves publicly. And integration includes a lot of different things, but it also includes bringing a target company into your regulatory compliance platform as seamlessly as possible. And when there's vertical acquisition at issue, it may also mean that you need to do some board refreshment at the buyer to ensure that you have the right skill sets and capabilities on your board to handle a company that is a little bit outside of the traditional orbit that you've dealt with. This is all increasingly important now that we've seen a couple of uh, significant legal decisions coming out of the Delaware courts finding directors had personal liability for the failure to adequately oversee regulatory compliance. It just puts additional emphasis on the need for the board to have the right skill sets and the right setup to monitor uh, post-acquisition integration into regulatory compliance program. Thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us on the web at www.solcrom.com. Thank you.